Eventech Podcast is brought to you by Event Hero. All of the event management software features in the world are worthless if they don't easily integrate with your registration system and other systems you need to make your event happen the way you want it to. Stop making superhuman effort and start using your superpowers. Event Hero provides features you need, like check-ins, lead retrieval, analytics, and alerts, all seamlessly integrated with your favorite registration system and other backend tools. To learn more and to get started, visit eventhero.io. Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast. I'm John Federico, your host and executive producer, which means that I'm the guy who turns the knobs and posts the shows. But it also means, as you well know, that I am the one who finds the great guests. And today, being no exception, actually yesterday, today, and tomorrow, no exception, because where am I? Well, I'm at IMAX 2016. I'm sorry, IMAX America 2016, hashtag IMAX 16. And I have a, a plethora, then. Is that a good use of the word? I'm not sure. Of companies here to meet with, all in the event tech space. Uh, not to mention a number of planners that I've been meeting with who are sharing some of their event tech war stories. Joining me today, right now, I should say, is Megan Powers. Megan, she's in marketing for Event Collab, and she's going to tell us about how to stop using spreadsheets and other and email and start organizing your events a better way. Hello. So, um... Yeah, I mean, actually, I think that's kind of a tall order. I don't think we're ever going to get people out of their spreadsheets. I agree. Or I agree. out of their email completely. But hopefully, we could reduce that spreadsheet from 20 tabs to maybe five. <laughs> and and we could put a lot of those tasks that are that are in those spreadsheets into to-dos. Yes. And, 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 and tie them to the event um, so that everyone's seeing just what they need to see rather than that 20-tab spreadsheet where... 90% of it doesn't apply to every individual that's looking at it, and they have to sort of mine through that to find what they need. Yes. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, my hope is that we will um, just kind of try to take some of that workflow out of email and, and put it into a product like Event Collab, um, which is an event project management tool intended to make a planner or event producer's life easier, but... It's really intended to make everybody's life easier because every stakeholder in the event planning process, be it exhibitors, sponsors, speakers, AV company, whatnot, everyone deserves to have a good experience when you're planning an event, um, which will keep them working with you and um, hopefully continuing to buy your sponsorships and all that good stuff. So hopefully um, if it's a smoother process using a tool like this, then you know you know where everything lives and, and everyone's happier sort of throughout the planning process. We're all about making things, uh, making planners' lives easier. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a big philosophy in our company. Anything we can do to, to save time, save money, create less stress. That's we're big fans of that, and so that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show. So, give me the two-minute pitch. Like if you were introducing Event Club to someone, how would you describe it? What is it, and what was the impetus for it? Where was the the inspiration? Okay, uh, yeah, I'll start there actually, because that's. Really, our um, our CEO is an event producer. He's got an event production company that he's he's been in business for over 20 years, um, technical producing, lighting design, all that good stuff um, for events, and working primarily with agencies, um, some in clients, but um, especially in that agency model, there's so many 
there's an end client, there's the agency, there's the vendors, and it became really difficult for them to, to communicate. And they went through a lot of project management tools that um, to try to ease their pain of, you know, just make it easier. And, um, and none of them really worked the way that they wanted them to based on permissions. Because once you invite people from outside your organization, it gets a little bit harder. And then deciding who pays for what, you know, are they worth paying for and all of that kind of good stuff. So um, he actually created Event Collab internally um, for his clients to use and um, got such great feedback that they decided to start over and build it on an, on an open API um, so that it would be um, more accessible to the industry and then so that it could be integrated with other products that, that do um, things that everyone needs but that we have no intention of doing, like Slack and Google Drive and all that good stuff. Yeah, focus on what you do best right. and then integrate with the rest. Yeah. Yeah. So what I tell people essentially is, you know, what is Event Collab? It's an event project management tool, really um, one central place online where you can um, share documents, uh, assign tasks, have discussions and chats, those things all, you know, reducing your email at least but a little bit. Um, track time against your event. You know, we, we hire freelancers, we have graphic designers and all sorts of people who are who are hourly. Um, whose time we want to track to the event. But also, it's worth tracking your team's time because if Bob's spending a lot more time chasing down exhibitors and sponsors for their logos, you want to know how much time how much time that is. Maybe you need to add staff. Maybe you need a product like Event Collab that will um, make that process a little bit more seamless for you. So it's not intended to be everything to everyone, but there's a lot of tools out there, a lot of event tech apps that are attendee-facing, that involve registration and scheduling and all that good stuff. And so there are actually very few event project management tools that are planning side. Um, and we think being event people ourselves, that so we kind of have, have an edge in terms of how we're developing it. We're still young. You know, we just launched in June of 15. So uh, yeah, so we're, we're, um, we're adding and constantly um, making it better based on feedback from users. So before we talk about the product itself, I always have to ask this question. Why don't I just use Basecamp? Or why don't I just use some general or Microsoft Project? Oh, God, nobody should use Microsoft no. Project. No. But being devil's advocate here, why do we need something that's specific for events? It's made for events, but it really could manage any sort of project. But yeah, with Basecamp, the issue that they ran into was then uh, you know inviting the agencies in, the clients in, it became harder to control who saw what. And then they enjoyed using it, so then they were starting to use it themselves. And, and, and it's like, okay, who, who, owns the, who owns the event? And so um, the way we set up permissions was, which was with that in mind exactly, a way to create circles specific to, to each piece of the event where you can invite those people in and have them only see what's in those circles, only the discussions, the tasks, the the collaborators even, um, that are in that circle. Well, when, you have, when you're producing an event that has many, as you said, stakeholders, constituents, especially those that could potentially be competitive in some respects, right? right. All working on, the, on a very large project, and your external vendors, you don't necessarily want to share other certain bits of data. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, so I'm, a, I'm a planner. I'm producing IMAX. I'm Karina Bauer. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> what do I do? How do I get started in using this tool like this? We don't have to get into, of course, you know, click by click details, but right. but uh, what's the basic process for getting yourself set up on the, on the platform in order to have the intended outcomes? 
it's interesting because I think it's going to be different for every every individual, and that's the nice thing about it is that you you customize customize it based on how you do business. So sign up is using an email. You know, you sign up with your email, and then right away you can, I would say, first step is create an event, which basically, you know, you start out with just putting in the name and the date, if that's all the info that you have. Um, but then from there, you, you decide what circles you want to create. You have an AV circle. If you're a production company, maybe you have an audio circle, a video circle, CAD, you know, you get the idea. Um, and then you add collaborators by just sending them an email, and then you assign them to the circles that they belong in. That's a big step that people miss. I added people and I added documents, but I'm not seeing anything. It's like, well, you got to add them to the circles. So then, because that's truly where the control is, you want them to only see what you want them to see. Um, and yeah, and then I, you know, you'd have to get every, you have to get buy-in clearly, and that's I think that's probably step one. Oh yes, because um, it, it's it's not worth anything if you're the only one using it so your your internal team has to buy in that that this is um a valuable tool that that we should all be using and and kind of create some um sops around that you know we have um our ceo's production company they have four template documents that they have at the beginning of every event so they're all in their blank and so there's a budget there's a, a schedule there's you know there's all these these documents that are in there intended to okay this is this is what we're going to start populating and um, you know, and giving access to the people that need access to it. But obviously this isn't just a document repository because if that were the case, I could use Google Drive or, or Dropbox. Right. So once I've created my event and I've created my circles and I, and I have my permissions set, at least to start, my starting permissions, right? Because right. I'm sure things change. As we all know, they change over time. Right. What's my next step? With the circles are created, now what? There's got to be a, a schedule. I mean, most project planning tools have milestones and key dates and all of that. So what are the key components there? There's actually not, there's a calendar. There's not a scheduling tool inside there yet. That we actually have a, a module called Showbook, um, which is that you build out your show, you add all your rooms, all the gear that goes into every room, and the catering and that whole the whole kit and caboodle. Right now, that's standalone. Um, we still have, we're not marketing it um, because it's going to be integrated. We're going to put it inside Event Collab, um, but people are still buying it. We gave six demos on it yesterday when we had no intention, you know, here at IMAX to, to show that product, but there's definitely a need for that as well. So, um, so that's coming, <laughs> coming soon. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, and it's there's the time tracking, the discussions, there's an internal chat engine. And the cool thing about that is that, um, no matter what event you're working on, you can chat with anyone who's also a part of the event collab that you've worked on an event with before. Um, but if you make a decision that pertains to your team or to an event, you can export that chat into a discussion inside the event and then open it up to your team or to a circle or to a person to, to have that discussion and then that's tied to the event. So instead of Susie leaves the team and you are doing the event again the next year and you think, how did, how did we do it last year? Or what, how do we get to that decision? And you kind of lose that when, you, when, you, when you're doing that via email. So if you can have those discussions tied to the event, it's really nice for, for to have that history there. So that's the idea, too, is the reporting that you can do within the time tracking and all that and being able to um, save your events and to-dos as templates so you're not reinventing the wheel every time. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you everyone who um, is in your organization has access to those templates. So when they go to start an event again, they can import you know, whichever templates work for that event because every event's different, right? And well, what I like to say, time saver. I like to say events are 99, like DNA, they're 99% the same. Right. But it's the, it's the 1% that makes all the difference. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, and I, I have people 
always asking, oh, so this is just for big events, right? And my response to that is, whether you have 75 attendees or 75,000 attendees, the work is still the same. You still have to get a venue. You still have to work with an AV company. You have speakers, F&B. You know, there's all these pieces to an event that we're still doing, regardless of, of the volume of people that are, that are attending. Except the budget's different. So tell me about that. Is, is there, are there other budget management tools here? So we... Um, Alpha <laughs> launched. Um, we were try- we were going to beta launch our, our new logistics tracking tool this week, but uh, it's still a little bit early for that. So, but we're demoing it. Um, and the idea with that is, well, in the beginning, it was we wanna we wanna have a place where we can enter how many trucks we had, you know, what did we ship, what did shipping cost, what was our F and B total, budget numbers from estimated to actual, and that sort of thing, all that post show stuff. I, at PCMA in January, I talked to a lot of planners who kept saying, I want somewhere to enter my spec sheets or my function sheets, whatever you call them. I want one place where I can enter all of my AV needs and all my F&B and all that good stuff. So this logistics tool is its like a form builder. So you get to put in all of the categories and the you know, wh- whatever, whatever it relates to, right, whether it's people or, you know, coffee, whatever it is. And then you can report out. First of all, you can export out and, and send it to that vent vendor. I would say invite them in. Right, right. To, to, to the appropriate circle. But yeah, so all that work can be done up front and again, saved as templates. And so then you have that. And then you have, and then you can compare. Say you did the same event in three locations. You know, you can look, all right, what do we spend on coffee at each of these locations? And that, that's all right there for you. Cross event reporting. Uh, right. will be critical, especially when you've standardized on certain templates for the event. Right. Okay. Totally. I noticed, by the way, the asynchronous and synchronous communications, so the chat and the discussions as well. But I know you're also integrating with something like Slack. And really, that's just because why? So many companies are already using Slack. They love Slack. And asking them to shift from it is a challenge. So therefore, what? They can use your internal tools or not. It's up to them. Is that kind of the... Right. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's on the... It's in the pipeline. It's not, it's not a... It's coming. It's not at the top of the list. We're, we're sort of prioritizing based on what people are asking for the most. So, in fact, we had a resource manager, which for um, for companies that use freelancers will be especially um, useful, but also useful for your, for large teams, um, maybe with you know SMM needs, and you're going to be able to track your resources, so your people. You're going to be able to look in this resource manager and see, okay, we've got this new event. Who's available? Um, and that sort of thing. So we were working on that. So that was started. And then uh, Logistics Tracker just became priority one. So we kind of stopped with that. And then now Logistics Tracker. And then and then we're going to work on to-dos because we get, we're getting a lot of requests for different things that they want our to-dos to also provide them. So that's next on the list. So we're, we're lean and mean, man. We've only got three developers. One of them is the project manager who's, like, doing everything, our CTO, James. Um, and so... As a, as a lean startup, self-funded, you know, you got to prioritize. And so that's kind of how we're, we're managing those. Office 365 and Outlook integration is a big one that's, that we're going to need to do as well. Well, I was going to bring it up. That makes yeah. a lot of sense yeah. because, you're, especially when you're dealing with corporate planners, they're still using Word. They're not using Google, uh, right. Google Apps, whatever it's called now, G Suite. Who knows what they're calling it these days? <laughs> um, but the Google tools. Right. And I think that's – I'm going to guess – you know, you probably, well, I know from our experience, we have customers that are like pretty much split down the middle. The newer uh, newer companies that had the opportunity to start with Google 
that's what they're using. And then the legacy companies, the bigger companies, they're still using right. you know, the Microsoft tools. For sure. Yeah, and that's, that's really Google was the first integration because our CEO's production company is for five years has been using Google. Right. And that's where their templates live and all that. So it was, it was a natural um, integration for them. Sure, especially since it's an, it started as an internal tool. Totally. <laughs> so he might, he might as well get the benefit from it. Yeah. So we've got lots of companies here today, uh, today and, and a couple of them are doing project management, right, in their own way. Everyone has their own spin. And that is the interesting thing about event planning is planners have different needs. Some of them are focused more on, on specific features and functions because that's the way their businesses run. Others are focused elsewhere. It sounds like, though, this tool is mostly for, at least right now, events that you own and produce. Is that, is that a fair statement? It is. It is. But, I mean, the hope is, and part of the reason why you get three events at no charge is because we want to make it easy to invite other. We want, we, we want the barrier of entry to be very low so that these other vendors are using it. And then the hope is that then they'll start using it for themselves. So we do know we have, we have uh, you know, like project managers who are freelancers who are using it. Their end client might not be using it, but they're using it themselves. They're seeing value there. And they were invited in to use it for another event and then started using it for themselves. Okay, so then this could, there's no, I mean, it's like anything else. You can take a piece, you can take a tool and modify it to your needs, no matter, I mean, this is what we've done for years, right? right. So you're expecting then that corporate people would also use this to manage things like exhibitions at other people's events, sure. that sort of thing. I mean, yeah. do you envision it in being working that way as well? Totally. Well, and in fact, every trade show that I've attended for Event Club over the last year, I've been using it. So okay. we have an IMX, you know, and has the has the graphics in there and all of that. Of course, ideal if the general contractor's using it and we could share documents that way instead of, you know, the way things um, tend to go sometimes. But um, yeah, 100%. It could really for any project. And in fact, um, we made a change now. It's it, it's organization level. So you, you ha- if you make the change, it's the change for everything. But if you're a wedding planner... You can make, instead of my events on your dashboard, it says weddings or it says projects or there's like five different options. That's a nice touch. Just like it's a benefit to create a tool that is just for a particular market as opposed to a general purpose tool, it's a nice touch when you can get down into the nitty gritty and really customize it for someone and they feel like it's 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 part of their business. And right. Because events are not events. There's a big difference between a wedding and, and obviously you know this this event that we're here at right now. So it's nice to be able to change the interface and the language and the nomenclature to, to fit my business. Right. Well, and I think to go back, I don't know if I fully answered your other question. Ideally, it's the planner or the event organizer, somebody, a producer, somebody who um, is the one who is the one communicating with all, who needs data or information from all these other, ideally, that's the person driving the project. Um, so like I mentioned, you know, people are using it standalone, but ideally, there is someone who's spearheading it and then you know they're inviting everyone in. Um, so I just wanted to get back to that. Sure. I should say, by the way, congratulations. You pitched at IMAX, the IMAX pitch yesterday. I, w- I had a chance to, to participate in that. Roadmap. So you've got a lot of things coming down the pike. Right. What can planners look forward to uh, in terms of additional features and, and things that people have been asking for? What's that look like? The logistics tracker, that's that's primary. And it's actually close to being, I think we're going to be able to go into beta um, within the next few days. And so we're going to have current users beta testing that and kicking the tires. So that's a big thing, especially because that is the, the 
something like that is what planners have been asking for the most. That's sort of been the barrier for them. That it, well, once you get that, then I'll then I'll look at you again, kind of a thing. It's that's <laughs> always the case. And yeah. yes. they, oh, they want the kitchen sink. We want to give them the kitchen sink. Um, so, but we, we can't be everything to everyone. But we're you know we're going to do our best within the context of what we think is is going to be valuable for the the most people. And that the this logistics tool was definitely that. Um, yeah, and then to dos we are. Um, our, our to-dos are nice, but there's a lot that can be done um, to bolster them. So you're going to have the ability um, coming up to upload a, a spreadsheet. So that that tab that has all your tasks and what the activity is and, you know, um, all that kind of stuff, you're going to be able to upload that into to-dos and so it'll auto-populate so you don't have to manually um, add them one by one. Nice. Yeah. Um, you're going to be able to see that someone's actually seen that you've assigned them a task because as of right now, you know, you just, you, they get the notification and you hope for the best. So you're going to be able to, I don't know, I don't know if it's going to be a checkbox or what, but you're going to be able to tell. Um, and then um, there's going to be status updates. So like you're going to be able to see are they 25% done, 50% done, 75% to, to completing that task. Um, so we have a list. There's a ton of there's a ton of things, and it's all based on what users have been asking for, or people we've demoed for. Oh, if it did this, <laughs> I would use it. I would buy it. Yes. <laughs> um, which is actually the case. I le legitimately had a we had someone who their boss championed it. He loved it, and uh, his planner said, "Not until we, I can assign a to do to a circle and a person," and so we made it so. <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of that uh, in our business. It's, uh, y you know, we come in at a very strategic level in some respects because we're, we're uh, this is not about us, but in other words, it's all very high-end yeah. analytics, ROI, et cetera. But ultimately, day-to-day, -day, it's the planners who's who have to use the tool. And uh, it happens to us a lot. Yeah, the management will say, love this, love the data I can get from it. And the planners are like, I can't work with this. It needs X. Okay, we'll build X. <laughs> right. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. It took a little bit, but she it was really cute. Actually, she was so excited when we said we did it, and she's like, "Thank you so much." That's great. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's yeah. a great story. Yeah, something that I know we we're both aware of. I was sort of tongue in cheek saying, "Why don't we use Microsoft Project or Basecamp versus something that's very specific?" But let's get to the heart of the matter here. What advice would you have for anyone who's on the fence about even using a tool like this? Some people have, are, are you know, they, they like their binders. And, yeah. uh, you know, you can have their Excel when you, what's the phrase, pry it from their cold, dead hands. Right. So what advice do you give the people who have not yet jumped into uh, a tool like this? Well, I would say, um, well, it's, it's, it's weird because I, I would say baby steps first. Like, but you, you do, you have to commit. Um, so, but maybe use it on one event and see how, how it's, um, sort of helped with your, with your processes, um, and get feedback from the people that, that used it with you, you know, see what the other vendors think about it and, um, and that sort of thing. It's, it's, I know that part, part of the issue, it's education, right? I mean, I used to sell AV, I know that the technology is sort of the hardest piece for the planners. And I think that like part of it is people just aren't technical. So they have this sort of fear of tech. And um, so I think we can do a better job as an industry of educating planners and, 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 and coming at it from that. Not, I'm not, not just trying to sell you something, but we really, truly, this is industry-wide. We want 
all of these apps, you know, aren't just to make your life more difficult. They're, they're actually to, to make your job easier. But I know that for a lot of planners, they're feeling like it's making their job harder because there's, it's more work to do for them. Well, and there's a learning curve. Right. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, we all go through these things. And sometimes you say, well, I could do it the old way or I could learn. I could spend a little time learning how to automate this process. And it's like, well, I don't have time for that. Let me just do it the old way. Totally. And yeah. Right. Which is exactly why that's what I've been saying is that less than competing with other event project or project management tools, whether they be event focused or not, which we are, which is fine. Because for me, to me, I feel like competition, the more people are talking about it, the better. Because they mm-hmm. may end up liking our product better than the, the person that they heard about it from. They might not. But more than anything, we're competing against the same old way everybody's always done things. And and so, yeah, so it's a, there's, you know, we kind of got to bridge that gap. And having that advocate within an organization who sees the value um, is important. We'd like to then give an online demo to the other team members and, and help with the onboarding and you know, walk them through how would it work best for your organization or what are the things you see that you might like it to do or, you know, and if there's something it doesn't do, you know, we'll probably know a workaround, you know, those sorts of things. Um, just doing our best to try to make people comfortable with the technology and yeah, so I think that's important. Well, that's that's something that we struggle with as an industry, yeah. right? Those those of us in event tech. Mm-hmm. How do we overcome that? You know, not to mention the fact that planners are some of the busiest people in the world. So even getting them to sit down and explore new things, sometimes it's just not possible. You know, they're producing, you know, our customers produce roadshows. You know, it's like, I've got a 50-city roadshow. I don't have time for this. Oh, okay, got it. How do we educate these folks without without making them feel overburdened? Right. I mean, obviously, through events like the education at IMEX and MPI and PCMA and IBTM, you know, all of these sorts of industry events, um, through podcasts, through webinars, getting them to um, get exposure. I don't know. It's it's such a there's no if there was an easy answer, we would all everyone would be using apps and everybody would be you know super stoked on on technology and yes. and all of that kind of stuff. But I do think that I I feel like the tide has turned a little bit because everyone at least they know that that they need to be they know that they should have an app. They're Attendees expect it. It's like it's like internet. Attendees expect it. Right. It's like anything else. I mean, I, uh, they also expect it to work, but that's another story for another time. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> oh, I've done many. We've had many conversations on that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was the, one of the first people I I know of that that had a home Wi-Fi system. This was in I forget what year, way back when. And people were like, "You have what? How does that work?" And now everyone, absolutely everyone, old, young. They all expect it. It's got to be there. And uh, yeah, so I guess it's like anything else, right? If if the, if they understand that Wi-Fi needs to be there, maybe they'll start to understand that it's okay to start, you know, using these tools. Right. Are we just not making them simple enough as people who create these tools? Right. I, I'd like to think we are. And our customers tend to like our tools just like they like your tools. Are we not making them simple enough? Or, or, or are we expecting maybe that people should, well, learn a little? You know, right. there's that barrier. You can't make, there's, there's this theory of the zero interface. You should be able to walk up to something and just instinctively know how to use it. And I think that's a little far-fetched, but. A little bit, yeah. Well, I think making it easier is one thing, but also here's, interesting, I had um, a, a client that I worked with recently who is an independent internet um, company, and they had me do some market research, and I interviewed 18 planners and 14 AV and um, production folks. Um, and 
there's a trend turning to, at least in the association world, of them having their IT person be sort of part of the their internal IT for their for their building or for their office become part of the event team, which I think is super cool and a great idea because they get it and they and they they know the culture surrounding that organization and and, and it, I think it'd be, it's easier for them to introduce things and to help and to help with things. Um, specifically, people are bringing their IT guy to their site visits to talk internet with the the internet folks and that kind of thing. So I think that. Um, the more organizations that do that, the more will be helped by them championing event technology. Yeah, I think that's that's a that's gr that's very that's positive. That's a great thing to hear. And I would say even for the smaller planners, the ones who are bootstrapping their events and co event companies, who handles your IT? Right. Spend some time, create a project with that individual, and and pay them for their time to get their advice. You may not have anyone on staff, but there's no reason you still can't find some expertise to to help you out with that. Right. Absolutely. Well, and the nice thing in that regard about independent um, folks is that all this stuff is cloud-based. And so they don't have to worry. All they, they just need an internet connection. Right, right. And so obviously you don't have an IT guy if your internet goes down that you can call up. But um, I bet having that, having it be cloud-based and having really good support systems from like products like us, like we've, we've great support. You mm -hmm. send a, you send a message, you get a, you get a, during business hours, you get a really quick response. So, Interesting. All right. Well, Megan, I've kept you longer than I expected, though we could sit and talk about event tech all day. Is there anything that I found to ask you that you think my audience would be interested to know? Uh, just in terms of kicking the tires, um, mm -hmm. you, I think I mentioned you get up to three events for free. and All you need is an email to sign up. So I think it's worth signing up and kind of checking it out and then uh, request a demo because we would love to do an online demo um, and and show you how to use it and be able to answer those questions. Um, you can watch videos on YouTube. You know we have all sorts of we have those sorts of resources, but I don't think anything really replaces the well. Show me this. How could it work for me? Kind of a thing. And and we can you know walk you through helping you set up your first event and set up your organization. And we have we have somebody who actually newly hired who's a customer experience um, person, and so that's her job is to make to help with onboarding and to make sure that everyone um, who signs up keeps using it. Yeah, that person is critical. Yeah. Uh, and and that the team, as you grow, that team will be critical in getting right. new customers. Excellent. Megan, thank you so much. If my audience wants to reach out and thank you, how can they do that? Okay, um, well, maybe Twitter. Twitter? Twitter. We'll do the Twitter. Um, it's um, at Megan Powers. Oh, M you got in early. M-E-G-A-N. Okay. Yeah, I All got right, my great. name. There's a lot of Megan Powers out there. Um, and of course, at Event Collab. Of course. Of course. <laughs> All right, Megan, thank you so much. For those of you who are interested, we're doing a whole series here at IMEX. If you're interested just in what happened at IMEX while we're here, all of them will be tagged IMEX 16, so you'll be able to pick them out. So thanks for joining us. This has been John Federico for the Event Tech Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. The Event Tech Podcast is brought to you by Event Hero. All of the event management software features in the world are worthless if they don't easily integrate with your registration system and other systems you need to make your event happen the way you want it to. Stop making superhuman effort and start using your superpowers. Event Hero provides features you need, like check-ins, lead retrieval, analytics, and alerts, 
all seamlessly integrated with your favorite registration system and other backend tools. To learn more and to get started, visit eventhero.io.